Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined by fellow consultant Ann Crothers. Hey, Ann. Hey, Dom. How are you going? Good. Hey, Ann. Yes. Got a question for you. <laughs> One that often comes up, actually, particularly in accreditations, but e- even in debriefs for that matter, of the LSI. And that is, what's the difference between the LSI and other measures of you know personality or preference? Okay. You know, what are the me- differences between those two? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, so I, I get that question as well. And commonly people are referring to, you know, the two most common instruments that seem to kind of come up in those sort of questions are the Myers-Briggs and, and the DISC uh-huh. uh, survey. So I'm assuming that's kind of, you know, your, your experience too. So yeah, people are often very interested in how are these things perhaps similar? Uh, are they the same? Are they measuring the same thing? Or in fact, are they very different? So yeah, I, I get asked that uh, as well. And so the answer is that they're different. You know, uh, I think uh, where people get confused maybe and where the question kind of comes from is that, you know, these instruments get used broadly under the same heading, True. you know, within organizations. So uh-huh. it's broadly around development, you know, personal development, you know, people's growth and, and opportunities for learning, you know. And so they often sit, you know, as part of broader management development programs, leadership development programs, you know, and so that's true of the LSI, but it's also true of, you know, Myers-Briggs and DISC. So, so sort of broadly, you see them applied in the same sorts of contexts, I uh. think, within organisations and, and hence, you know, that's sort of where the question comes from and the, and the potential confusion. So, but for me, largely, that's where the similarity ends. So yes, they, they all have a role. But we are measuring different things, you know, and so whilst broadly they sit under that heading of, you know, diagnostic tools or or tools for development, that's sort of largely where the similarities end. So so we're measuring effectively, you know, different things here. So when we think about the Myers-Briggs type indicator in BTI and we think about DISC, essentially they are working with trait theory or Mm. based on trait theory. And, And so... What we're trying to tap into there is kind of, you know, things that uh, we arrived on the planet with, you know, this right. sort of innate, Baked uh, in. yeah, yeah, in, innate personality traits almost, you know, and so the key difference, therefore, between those instruments and what they're measuring, what they're showing us, and the LSI is that if it's a trait theory-based tool, it's fixed. You know, th- this is kind of how we've arrived on the planet. You know, it's almost in our DNA. It, it's measuring kind of fixed preferences that sort of just make us or contribute to making us, you know, who we are. But they are, you know, fixed. So, in other words, if we do the Myers Briggs instrument, you know, at age 28 and we do it again 20 years later at age 48, it, it should come out the same, essentially, you know. Mm. Same with DISC, you know. So, of course, you know, the individual kind of scores might vary a bit. But broadly, you know, if I am an INFP, you know, as, as per Myers-Briggs, then that's what I'm going to be. You know, if we test it again 20 years later, that's what it'll be. So, so it's kind of giving you a window on, on kind of fixed traits that are, are somewhat, you know, innate 
And that's entirely useful. That's very helpful information, but it's not what the LSI is, is measuring. Yeah. And so, because people are interested in that kind of stuff, right? So introvert, extrovert, you know, classic one, right? That everyone seems to know or refer to, big picture, detailed, you know, all, all those kinds of continuums or traits that people seem to have. And look, you know, can they change it around the edges? Yeah, I think you probably can, right? And that introvert can can learn to do a bit more of extrovert stuff. But where do they get their energy from? It's kind of going to be the same. And they kind of, that's by and large fixed. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, we talk about it sometimes, the, the iceberg, you know, the analogy of an iceberg. And I think deep down in the iceberg is your DNA. And then somewhere above that is your personality. The LSI is a little somewhere above that, right? Where it's closer to that surface, you know, the LSI 2 is above the surface, right? It's what other people see. Yeah. So that's right. So to sort of make the, the comparison then between the trait theory stuff and the LSI. So the LSI is measuring essentially learned ways of thinking and behaving. Okay. So it's not necessarily, A, it's not necessarily fixed and B, you know, it's stuff that we've kind of learnt to do or ways that we've learnt to think, you know, that have sort of evolved over the course of our lives, you know, so they're not necessarily innate. So it does sit on top of, you know, the qualities and characteristics that we arrived on the planet with. So it's kind of the the innate stuff plus, if you know what I mean. So it, it, it's that, it's the, it's, the, it's the innate stuff, but it's also you know, the layers that have been added onto that during the course of our lives, you know, the things that we have learned. So it's not to say, you know, when we're looking at LSI, kind of what, you know, you refer to it then, uh, you know, with the iceberg thing, you know, that the kind of stuff that just sort of, you know, it makes me who I am deep down in terms of preferences, you know, that's in there, that's in there. But the LSI is that plus, It's, it's all the things that we've learned throughout the course of, our, course of our lives. And so this is the whole, you know, people do what they do for a reason. You know, we often talk about, you know, and it must work for them at some level. You know, and so people have had experiences in their life, you know, and that could be from childhood, adulthood, teenage years, working life, whatever, last week, you know, whatever. And that's going to impact on the way we think and the way we behave. The interesting thing for me about that, and I think it's where you're going, is if we can learn one way, we can actually learn a different way. Yeah. It's not fixed in the same way. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Do you know, it's maybe a, a silly example, but, you know, you, when we were talking about, you know, the Myers-Briggs stuff a minute ago, you know, you know, of course, people who have a preference one way over the other, so like oh, my preference is, you know, introversion over extroversion kind of stuff. It doesn't mean we can't develop the skills that right. that I can use, you know, in in the other way, you know. But it's still if we were measuring It's not the my innate, preference. Yeah. Yeah, we'd still <laughs> sit there. So the the example I, I sometimes think of when I'm thinking about those sort of instruments is sort of preference over left-handedness versus right-handedness, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, we it's just an innate kind of preference, you know. When we're a kid and we first grab for a crayon, we just seem to grab it with our left hand or our right hand. You know, there's no sort of other explanation to that other than there's some kind of innate preference to do it, right? And so we don't have to go, maybe I'm showing my age here, right? But we don't have to go that far back in time within Australia anyway, in the education system, where kids who had a preference for left-handedness were actually taught to write with their right hand. 
you know, this definitely happened, you know, at my dad's era, you know, that's what they did. You know, kids that coming through school, you know, kindergarten or whatever, regardless of what was the hand they were grabbing their crayon with, the teachers were getting them to write with their right hand. That doesn't happen now. That's long, a long time ago. But my point is, you know, that's an example of the kids learning to write with their right hand. And so that, right. you know, you know, within a relative short period of time, they're very accomplished with writing with their right hand, right? But if we could tap into what is their preference, it would still come out as left-handedness. Yeah, gotcha. Right? And so that's kind of the difference. It's looking at innate preferences, you know, that you just sort of arrived with, uh, you know, when you started your journey in life, you know, that was you sort of stuff. But the LSI will, will is that plus, you know, the, the things that we've learned upon our, uh, on our journey, you know. So it's really just the, the learned ways of thinking and behaving as opposed to measuring things that something that's fixed, you know, innate personality traits. Here's why I get excited about the LSI, you know, because personality and preference, it's interesting to know, particularly to know other peoples in the team, you know. So how does Ian like to receive information? Yeah. You know, does he want to go away and think about it? Does he want to talk out loud? You know, think out loud. That's all interesting stuff to know about others, but it's kind of fixed, right? And I feel like it puts people into a bit of a pigeonhole, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes people use it as an excuse for not improving, not changing, right? I'm direct, therefore I can be a prick and you guys have to deal with it. Do you know? Like, like yeah. people literally kind of say that. You know, like that's just my personality and deal with it, yeah. you know? And so it's kind of the, the world has to adjust to me because this is who I am. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with the LSI, what I like about it is it's more of an invitation to grow. Here's a snapshot in time of some of the ways you're thinking and some of the ways you're behaving today. But we've learned to think and behave in that way and we can learn another way if we want that's to. It. Yeah. You know, so it's all more about it's an invitation to actually learn, grow and develop. Yeah. And that's why I think it's more effective for development exercises because it's actually about developing. Right? We want to learn and grow and, and be better and be more effective at what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we all know that, you know, Clay Lafferty who built the LSI, you know, sort of didn't make a claim that this was original work, right? So he's uh. He's kind of leveraged a lot of other research uh, and other people's thinking, you know, and I guess in a way Clay's contribution is to distill it down into the one model. But this is a piece that was very influential here was the work of Rogers. So Carl Rogers and, and his work around uh, ways in which we might have adapted. And oh. so that, that's kind of the point, right? You know, that, that sure, when we arrived on the planet, we had a set of sort of, you know, qualities and characteristics that were sort of innate to us. But from that point onwards, you know, life happens. And during the, the course of our lives, we, we, we learn to adapt, you know, to sort of find our place in the world and to sort of fit in and survive uh, almost. And so the LSI gives us a bit of a window into that. You know, what, what are the ways in which we might have adapted? So it's, it's the starting position of the stuff that's innate, but it, it's also giving us a window into the sorts of changes maybe that have taken place in, in someone's uh, development almost in terms of their, their journey to becoming a person, you know, where has the adaptation been? You know, you can get a sense of that by looking, looking at the circumplex in the LSI. And an, another one that comes up with people as they say things along the lines of, you know, I can't do affiliative because I'm an introvert. Or something like that. How, how do you answer those? Yeah, so we, we're sort of getting a bit mixed up here, aren't we, again, in, in terms of what we're measuring, all right? So 
neither of these instruments are about competence, you know. So trait theory, it doesn't suggest that you can't do something else. It's just looking at, at sort of where the innate preference is. And the LSI, you know, uh, same thing. It's all about, you know, things that we can learn to, to do differently. You know, if you try to mash them together, it gets a bit scrambled. And, you know, the, the point to sort of be conscious of is you can have any of the innate preferences and still show up with any of the 12 styles. So they're, they're not sort of, you can't draw a straight line, you know, between what might come out of, you know, Myers-Briggs or DISC. And so therefore, that's what we'll see circumplex style wise, mm. you, you know? So, so you can be an extrovert, but you could be an extrovert from blue, also from green and also from red. You can be an introvert, you can do that from, from blue, from green, from red, you know? So they're sort of not, you can't draw straight lines in that way. And I'm just looking at the items under affiliative, you know, because it's one people say like, oh, I'm an introvert, I can't do affiliative. It's like the, the top items at least are trusted by others, liked by others, good at interpersonal relationships, tries to help others, cooperative, helpful, sincere. None of those were kicks off the dance floor. Do you know what I mean? None of those were <laughs> host the party or something, you know? All of those could be in a group, they could be one-on-one, you know? So I think, look, it might influence how you do affiliative, like what it looks like exactly. So maybe it's more, if I'm an introvert, you know, my affiliative might look more like I'm building relationships one-on-one with people or in small groups compared to an extrovert might like to do it more in, in bigger groups or something like that. But the core is still the same. Yeah. It's still the same value. It's still the same belief yeah. sitting under it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, if you think about it, maybe from an LSI2 lens, so it, it's commentary on you know, how you're landing with others, you know, it, it's always sort of based through the, the filter of people's perceptions, all right? But it's a comment on the degree to which, you know, they feel as though those st- certain styles are at play, mm. but it's not linked to what, what was an innate preference, you know what I mean? So, so it, it's just sort of at the end of the day, this is our perception of where it's coming from, you know, this is what we, how we're feeling it's landing with us. Mm. Now, what sits underneath that, what's driving that is going to be a combination of, you know, what's your innate preferences, but overlaid with, you know, what you've learnt through the course of your life that, that's kind of worked for you or that you fi- have found sort of useful in the past. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not, you know, reflecting on something that's fixed. It's just a comment on this is what it is at this point in time. This is our experience of it, you know, and, and so it's changeable, you know, and, and if, if it's not landing perhaps in the way that people would like to, it doesn't mean it's fixed, right? It's not about something that's just not changeable. Mm. We, we've just got to think about how do we do things differently so that we can land differently through and, that lens. And so that's the opportunity you touched on earlier with the you know personality test if you do it when you're 28 or 48, should come out the same if it's kind of a good tool. With the LSI, well, we want to take a baseline today. We actually want to do some things. Yeah, that's Take it. one, two, three actions, whatever it is. And in a year's time, if we measure it again, we want to see some progress. Yeah. We want to see some stuff changing and moving in the direction we want it to go. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It, it's, um, you've sort of touched on a, the notion of test, retest, reliability almost, you know. Mm. So when we think about reliability of, of diagnostic tools like this, there's, there's a number of dimensions to it, you know. you can you can assess it from a, a couple of different angles. Something like, you know, Myers-Briggs and DISC, you know, that, that, that would report to have a high test, retest reliability, right? So we'd, 
we do the thing in 1985 and we do it again in 2015 should be the same if it has a high test retest reliability that particular aspect of reliability is not really a valid assessment of reliability with the LSI because the thing's moving around and we're actually kind of hopeful it does move you know and so it's um, not not a relevant aspect of reliability is very relevant for trait theory again because we're trying to measure something that in theory is fixed you know uh, LSI is not fixed uh, and we're not making that claim so that particular aspect of reliability is kind of a not a not a relevant measure here awesome thanks for those insights in you know if I, obviously i'm biased right obviously i'm strongly biased so take it with a grain of salt but to me yeah the personality stuff is interesting but it's with lsi it's the it's the invitation to learn grow and develop you know and actually make some changes and be more effective and to me that's the exciting part yeah. that's what that's why I kicked the sheets off bed in the morning, and <laughs> you know, because we can make a difference, right? Yeah. We can change stuff. Yeah, you know, to me, that's exciting. So that's yeah. why Sounds I love it. Good. Sounds good, Dom. All right, thanks, mate. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer. Email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.